y'all. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. And uh, today we are celebrating Mother's Day. And who else should I have on here with me but my mom? So happy Mother's Day, Mama. Same to you, honey. Thank you for being with me. Yes, ma'am. My pleasure. <laughs> well, I've just got about four questions I want to ask you. And you, um, I mean, your credentials speak for themselves as far as <laughs> what your knowledge of what it's like to be a mom. But you raised four yes. girls, two of us yes. primarily by yourself through our teenage years. Yes. Um, you helped us through prom and college graduations and <laughs> planned and, and paid for parts of four weddings. So you've been through it all. So you've been, you've run the gamut. You've experienced all the things that yes. a mother might experience. So uh, yes, the good, and the good and the bad, but not so many bad parts. Just all, all most all of them were good. So. Well, I remember um, I was thinking about it this morning, our conversation we were going to have. And I thought about that time. I don't remember how old I was, but I was ready to run away from home. And you may not even remember this. Yeah, but some, of, some of y'all went to uh, grandmommy's. Yeah. So I, I, I was fed up. I don't know what was going on at home. I guess maybe I was tired yeah. of being the youngest and being picked on. Who knows? So I had packed up my bags and I was walking down the driveway, but I think we, you called me back in and we made cookies or something, but then you, you recognized that I needed a break and you made arrangements yes. for me to go and spend the week just across the road, but at grandmommy and granddaddy's house and had some time to myself. Yes. So just recognizing where your kids are needing some space and, and providing yes. that for them. You, you did that for me. And that was, that's probably a core memory of mine from my childhood. Um, so, I, but I don't know what was going on on your end. If the Holy spirit led you to, you know, however, whatever wisdom <laughs> was that for you, but I appreciate it. So. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Well, let's hop right in. Cause we don't have, we got about. Okay. We want to keep it to about 20 minutes, but I've got four questions oh, and I know you're prepared to okay. answer them. So let's just jump right in. All right. So the, my first question, the first thing I thought of when I thought about our conversation was how does prayer play a part in being a mother or how did it play a part in your life? Uh, praying for God's help to help prepare our children for their futures. Uh, praying for guidance as to how to discipline your children when they do wrong, praying for your child's salvation is accepting Jesus as their Lord and Savior is the most important decision they will ever make. Praying for yourself to be strong in body because you need stamina to face life every day. Strong in mind to be able to handle everyday life. Strong in spirit to be able to deal with whatever life throws at you, the good and the bad. Being strong in these areas will allow you to set a godly example for, before your children. And even as my daughters have grown their own lives and families, I still pray for them. Well, and I feel like our our lives are a testament to your prayers. I mean, we're we're fruits of your prayers. 
um, yes, how we've grown up and no, we're not perfect. And we have some, we make bad decisions all the time, but, mm-hmm. um, I think all four of us are trying to do our best in the lives that God's given us and, and walk with him in a way that honors him. And, um, and that yes. in turn go, comes back and honors you. Yeah as our mom and, and the prayers that you prayed for us. So we could have gotten in a lot more trouble and made a lot yes. more worse decisions. Yes. You had could, you honey. not been praying for us. Yes. And that's an encouragement to, to me, um, mm-hmm. as I'm raising a teenager right now. Yes. Yes. Could be. My brother told me one time that was the hardest thing to go through was living with teenagers. So, <laughs> well, I was, it wasn't a newborn baby where you lose sleep for six or eight weeks. It was living with a teenager on and what they and what they face and challenges. So, well, I've I've got a good kid, but you know, yeah. she's normal like every other teenager and going through all those different different seasons that that we have to work our yeah. way through. And and prayer is mm-hmm. going to be the best thing that I can do to get her and I yes. both through that. Um, I feel like I might need to call and apologize to you just about every day based on <laughs> what I'm experiencing right now. So I'm sorry for how I well, treated you when I was 13. <laughs> life life for teenagers these days is a whole lot different than what, what it was when I was a teenager and then when you were a teenager. Mm-hmm. It's just so much now, so, well, so much the- challenging. The piece that comes with that statement is that the word of God never changes and God's right. the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so when we yes. rely on him, I think we can get through it. All right. So. Okay. That, that leads us into our next question, which I feel like you've alluded to a little bit. Um, but what obstacles do you see um, for today's mother um, being an effective godly example to her children what do you see as some obstacles there well there are people and things vying for your child's attention some good some bad tvs cell phones computers music website movies that your child can be exposed to can become more important to them they can forget everything that you have tried to teach them. Mothers can get distracted by problems, jobs, their friends, and sometimes pay no attention to their children, which is not the way to be because they need a guiding hand in their lives. The Bible tells us that we have to be in the world, but we are not to be of the world. And Satan is out there roaming wherever, and he has his minions, and he's really working it on the young children's lives. And, and people who are supposed to be guidance, guiding young people, seem to be doing wrong, the wrong thing sometimes. So we have to be very careful as to what we allow our children to be exposed to mm-hmm. young children, especially teenagers, for they get to that age where they think they know everything. But right. sometimes they they listen to what you have to tell what you tell them. But as I tell mine, I've been around the block 
a time or two. So I do know what I'm talking about sometimes. Sometimes right. I don't. <laughs> a lot of times I do know what I'm, what I'm talking about when I, you know, say things to them. So, Well, I think an, an obstacle that I've seen that I have to be very intentional about overcoming or not letting get in my way is that to not be so distracted in the busyness of life that when my child comes to me with a question, I need to stop what I'm doing because whatever she has to ask me, she's, she's seen the value in coming to me and asking me a question. So I need to see the value in just stopping what I'm doing and giving her my full on attention and, and thanking her for coming to me. Mm. I mean, that probably, that may have took a lot for her to come and ask me a serious question or not to go to a source that's not very reliable, a friend at school, you know, that kind of thing. So just not being, not being distracted by the busyness, the dishes can wait, supper can take a, be late a few minutes. Yeah. Um, You know, this, we can be a few minutes late to this or that, you know, whatever it is that, um, Given her my full attention, those obstacles, being present when she needs me to be, you know, because I can get these. Are, yeah, go, go ahead. These are her form, her formative years. These is that are what her, you said. Yes, and and it's important for her to to uh, well, I can't think of the words I want to say, but anyhow, this this is shaping your new years lives in the years shaping her to be able to deal with whatever in the future. And then I have to tell myself another obstacle, maybe even a stumbling block for moms would be trying to be your child's friend. Yes. Versus being a parent. So until they're 18, maybe even 21, they need a parent. And then you can, mm-hmm. there's time for you to be their friend. Um, yes. Yes. And she's still on the roof mm-hmm. and you're still responsible for her. So, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yes. Okay. So that goes into this next question. This is just flowing just very yeah. smoothly. What are some time? Yeah. What are some timeless <laughs> mothering practices that should carry on through generations? What is something that you maybe saw your grandmother doing that I should be doing that my grandchildren, my granddaughter should be doing as a mother? Um, giving God first place in our lives is what my mother showed to her children and her mother showed to her children. Mm-hmm. I have tried to show my daughters that same thing and they in turn are showing their children how important it is to have God in your life show your children that you still love them even when they mess up and make mistakes some minor some major Mm -hmm. Um, live your life so that Jesus shines through you to your children and then when they have their own families they will do the same thing because they have been grounded in that love of God and love of Jesus that uh, has come through their mother and their grandmother and the great-grandmother and probably on back to another. 
to my grandmother's mother probably started it all. They were in church. They they served in the church and did what they could to help. But uh, but most of all, they they let Jesus live in their lives each day to help them along the way. Yeah, that's that's so important. Um, and when we do that, I think everything else. Although it might not be smooth, it might it'll fall into place. You know, when we put God first and give Him that priority spot, yes, um, yes. our relationships here on Earth are going to be a lot more productive and healthy mm-hmm. um, when yes. God's in His proper spot. So, what about discipline? Because God you- does. Uh, my mother believed in the switch. <laughs> Every house we ever lived out, there was a bush that was made just for for switches. Mm-hmm. If we did did wrong, then then we had to go and get a switch off of that bush and give it to her. And years later, she said, "I don't remember switching y'all." <laughs> and we told her, "Yes, you did. We could feel still that steam on our legs." So. And my daddy disciplined us too, um, but it had to be major, mm-hmm. major in fact for him. Most of the everyday stuff, whatever, our mother was rather well, dis- disciplined us, and it didn't hurt any of us. I mean, eight children receiving that discipline, but we also received the love that mm-hmm. went along with it, mm-hmm. and none of us grew up to be rebellious. We we showed respect to our parents, respect to any adult in our lives. So the spanking dis, didn't hurt us. Right. It probably helped along the way. So, you know, mothers, this day and time, it said, do not touch your children. Don't do this and don't do that. But they need discipline in their lives because when they get older, everybody, they're, they're going to need that discipline and how they they do wrong they need to be corrected Mm -hmm. because when you get older you can't go about doing what you want to do and expect to get away with it right as you go adulthood uh you just you can't do you can't do that so um as one as our one of our preachers said god made that little backside like it was for a reason So it really doesn't hurt the child as much as you think it is hurting them. And that's because God made made that that back part for <laughs> for seating and also if they need it for that discipline. So sure. Well, I mean, and discipline goes beyond a pop or a spanking too. There's you know, yes, having things they done. Right. And having a real conversation with your child about what they did wrong yes. and what better choice they could make. Because that's God does right. that with us. I mean, that's a biblical yeah. principle, right? He yeah. he says, okay, well, you messed up here, but this is the better way. So let's try yeah. and do that, you know, yes. I, and I'll help you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's our role as mothers right. is to say, well, you made a bad choice. Yes, yeah. we're going to deal with it. There's going to be consequences, yeah. but here's the better way. And right. can I come alongside you and help you make a better choice? Mm-hmm. And yes. if if that includes, yes. and this is a hard thing for for us to do these days, if that includes setting some more 
strict, strict boundaries with our children, you know, who else is going to fight for our kids and our kids, our heart, their hearts and their minds and their emotions and even their physical safety and well-being. Who else is going to do that? Um, Right. And so when we put, put boundaries, maybe you need to stay away from that kid at school for a while. Maybe you need to isolate yourself from this or take some time off away from TV or um, messaging your friends or whatever it is. Yes. Um, yeah. And that goes into discipline as well. Because they they don't have to do those things. Mm-hmm. They they there's other things. I mean, it's not a it's not a it doesn't keep them living and keep their heart beating right. and the blood through their veins if they don't have these distractions in their lives. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so true. Mm-hmm. All right, let's look at our last question. Is there a mother in the Bible that you tried to pattern your parenting after? Uh, uh, I was looking through some stuff. I came across Timothy's mother and his grandmother. Uh, his grandmother's name Lois, and Eunice was his mother. Uh, Timothy was uh, a companion to the Apostle Paul. And Eunice uh, instilled char- in Timothy characteristics that were pleasing to God. And the God used Timothy for his service. We want to see our children living and laboring for the Lord. My daughters growing up saw that their parents and grandparents serving the Lord. And I now see my daughters and sons-in-law serving God. And their children are seeing their parents and they are learning how important it is to serve God. Giving back to God for all he has done for us and is still doing for us. And we are counting all of our blessings. Mm -hmm. Well, and those ladies are just mentioned one time, but the fruit of what they did, we see in the life of Timothy. Yes, we do. And what he was able to do with Paul uh, and Paul's trap, missionary mm-hmm. travels, that Tim there by his side and having two books in the Bible written by Timothy uh, is a big testament to what, what God, going back to what his grandmother and his mother taught him. So mm-hmm. that's that, that mother's. Uh, can do for their children knowing that two or three generations later that uh, you'll be the mother and grandmothers uh, will be remembered mm-hmm. by their offspring and their offspring for what you did and uh, to lead them you know in their spiritual life well that we had a um that reminds me that we had um on your side of the family, there's 20 of us um, grandchildren, and we got together a few weeks ago or tried to, some of us that could, and a lot of the topic of conversation was our grandparents and then our parents or our aunts and uncles, and so that it, it is true that what you do to the children that God's placed in your life, what you say to them, how you invest in their lives does make a lasting impact, whether you can see it on that day 
um, or not. Uh, my older cousins knew you as a, a teenager and they have fond memories of you and, and, and all that you did for them, babysitting and all of that. And that was fun to hear. And I have fond memories of my aunts and uncles and, and how they invested in my life. So, um, and, and our grandparents as well. All right. So if you could give one encouraging nugget to the mother that's out there, what's one thing you would, you would want her to know from you? Say the course. Okay. It may, it may be hard to do when you just want to uh, throw in the towel, but depend on God to give you the strength that you need. Uh, he'll be there with you. Uh, never give up on your children uh, if they go the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Invariably, and we pray that they will turn around and come back to what they were taught in their younger years. Uh, I would just say, you know, the um, the hardships that come, the trying times, the hurtful times, uh, sad, all of that's there, but there's pluses a way that, uh, that will help you guide your children in the direction that they need to go. Well, that sounds pretty good. Yep. Um, and that's a cer- an encouragement to me. Yes, yes, for sure. You'll look back on these days, about 10 years down the road, and wonder. And, but then Shelby will live her life as a, uh, as a plus for you. Mm-hmm. And she'll look back one day and say, I'm so glad that my mother did. I'm so glad that I was led in this direction. So, Well, I'm so glad that you did what you did for us. And so thank you. And y'all been a blessing to me. Well, and even though I won't be able to spend the day with you on Mother's Day, I do wish that you have a great day and hopefully we can... We'll we'll hop on the phone and and talk some more, but okay. you let you well, let Kara spoil you. Yeah, I'll, well they do that anyway. It doesn't take Mother's Day. <laughs> if I go, I'm with them. They spoil me. So. Well, good. Well, thank you for coming on here today and enjoying. I enjoyed our time together. Yes. Yes. All right. And I love you very much. I love you too, honey. Bye. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. I hope that you have been encouraged by our time together. Friend, I want you to know that Jesus is so important to me. And I want to share with you that you can have a relationship with Jesus just like I have a relationship with Jesus. There are three easy steps to finding that relationship. Number one, admit that you are a sinner. Number two, believe on Jesus as the only one who can save you because he lived a perfect life. He died on a cross. He was buried in a tomb. And then three days later, he arose from the dead, victorious over sin and death. Believe that he did that for you. And then the third thing to do is to confess. Confess 
that Jesus Christ is your Savior. It's as easy as that. I want to encourage you, if you have not made that decision to follow Christ and go into a relationship with Him, will you do that today? Will you ask Jesus to come in and be a part of your life, to be the Lord and Savior of your life, to be in charge? If you have made that decision today, I would love to hear from you. Please email me at berealcarmen at gmail.com so that I can be encouraging you, praying for you, and sending you some resources to help in your new walk with Christ. Check out more Encouraging Gospel Centered podcasts on the Kingdom Rock Podcast Network at kingdomrock.org. This is Carmen. Go be real. The world needs to see it.